The book dream inside you cannot wait. Never before have so many people questioned, what do I really want to be doing? For a lot of us, that means writing a book. Long-deferred dreams, pandemic pause, and the solitude to make them happen means the time is now. The mechanics of book writing can seem mysterious, but they can be broken down, as can the logistical minefield of getting published. You need skills of the craft, but also practical advice from experts who've navigated the path. What's the arc to becoming an author? The value and peril of agenting, conducive editors, the formats to publish and ways to promote. Those writing adventurers who seek a personalized roadmap can submit questions to our weekly guest experts via Zoom. We'll speak with writers, agents, editors, teachers, coaches, publicists, publishers, resources, and guides to navigate the way for those of us brave enough to bring our story to life. Drop in to your book dream and begin to make it real. Welcome to Dropping In, everyone. Well, the world's gone mad and we live at the edge of our seats, but we still have to keep focused. Writing and reading books takes on more urgency than ever at times like these. We need the escape, the ability to share our experience, to learn something, and to connect with others who read our stories and might get inspired by them. Our goal here on Dropping In is to give you the step-by-step of how to publish within the industry. Today, we'll ask the questions, how to best position our books? How can we reach the audience we seek? How our story can become the success it's meant to be? It's all in the hands of the publicist to maximize the message. Our guest is Jennifer Vance, Books Forward publicist and digital marketing strategist. Welcome, Jen. Great to have you with us. Hi, Diane. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Me too. Where do we find you? Where are we reaching you? <laughs> um, well, like you said, um, I'm with Books Forward. Um, I'm currently in Georgia, as most of our team works remotely. So, um, yeah, you and I are both in the East Coast, uh, just having a ball. And as some people might know, we've worked together, are uh, working together um, Previously, you've been part of the Books Forward family for a while, um, you know, with your memoir and with your show. So it's uh, it's been great getting to work with you on that side of things, but also getting to work with you on your show as well and getting to be here. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I, You know, I, we wouldn't exist without you. The guests that um, have appeared on Dropping In, the author's, that have been so popular with our listeners. They, they are sourced through Books Forward. And um, now we're going to change hats, as they say, and address the publicity side of things. As you say, you worked with me on my memoir, and I want listeners to understand the dimension of that. The memoir was published in 2019, Fixing the Fakes came out, and still in 2022, I am doing interviews that are related to the publicity campaign that Books Forward um, set forth. So it's a lasting proposition to work with a publicist. And let's give people a bit of a background, Jen. It used to be that traditional publishing houses handled all the publicity campaigns, but that's changed now. Uh, they want to create bigger margins uh, in profits for publishing books mm-hmm. and uh, that means it's more essential than ever for each author to have a publicist. 
um, to wrap your mind around it, over a million books are published per year. That's 2,700 per day, including self-publishing. So how to distinguish oneself in the field is the question. Um, And I wondered with um, this kind of atmosphere for the publicist, how this has changed your work uh, interacting in the in the field today. Mm-hmm. So, and you're you're definitely right, Diane. Uh, traditional publishers, their jobs with their own in-house publicity teams have changed um, as the years have gone on. You know, we actually we see ourselves working more and more with traditionally published authors as well, ones who titles might not be at the very top of the publisher's, um, you know, listing that year, um, who just need a little bit of an extra push, so to speak. Um, so in a sense, a lot of traditionally published authors are looking for that same publicity push that a small press um, author or an indie publisher, self-published author would be looking for. Um, you know, probably back in the day, you could count on your in-house team, so to speak, to run ads, to mail advanced reader copies, um, to help with social media, all that kind of stuff. But like you said, as, as more books are getting published, there's only so many people who can do that work um, within a traditional publisher's team. Um, and so, like I said, more and more, we find ourselves working with, you know, authors from all, you know, publishing houses. Um, and I think especially these past few years, as, as I'm sure many authors can realize, social media is so big now. It's in the past five years alone, it's, it's bigger than, you know, it was 20 years ago. So it's a completely new avenue to kind of reckless and uh, pivot toward with publicity and marketing. Um, and like I said, not traditional publishing houses, they only have so many resources, um, you know, for each and every author. Um, so that's where, you know, we come in. Um, like I said, we work, you know, traditionally published, self-published, indie published, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, like you said, if, with 2,000 books being published today, if there's not a review of your book, if there's not an interview of you as an author out there, if there's not a link that someone can Google, you know, and click on and see that something is being written about your book or written about you, the odds that they're going to, you know, make that extra step to click buy and purchase your book are slim. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that you touched on the importance of social media. Add to the curveball of traditional publishing houses no longer having the staff or the budgets for publicity is the fact that the pandemic came in. And in these last mm-hmm. two years, we haven't had the in-person author events as many um, right. as, as before. So you work then let's let's talk about let's break down the components of the publicist job because it's fascinating to me how far ranging it is it's it's social media um editorial it's it can be design marketing explain to our listeners all the all the aspects if you can <laughs> um really yeah, of uh, in, in terms of what constitutes a campaign Right. Um, And so I'll speak on behalf of what we do specifically, because obviously, you know, every publicity and marketing firm is a bit different. But, you know, on our end, 
you know, when an author approaches us, you know, the first step is to read the manuscript or read the book or read past work, that kind of thing, and really, you know, analyze that this is a good fit for us, like, moving forward. So reading the book is a very important part of our entire process, um, which, mm-hmm. you know, some... Like I said, some firms might not have the time to do or the manpower to do, um, but that's something we prioritize up top because it truly does help, you know, with a campaign, you know, being able to read the book and be knowledgeable of the book. I mean, it's kind of like what you do. You know, you read an author's book before you interview them, and it just makes the entire conversation better, being knowledgeable about the subject and being able to talk with someone about it, Um and have a decent conversation. Um, so, you know, we analyze manuscripts. Um, we have people on the sales end of things who sit down with authors and really analyze their goals because obviously every author's goal is going to be different. Every author's budget is going to be different. Um, you know, I think almost every author would say they want to, you know, hit the New York Times bestseller list or some kind of bestseller list, that kind of thing. Um, so while we do try and help on that end, we really try and set realistic goals um, that we think we can help an author accomplish. And so for some authors, it might be sales. For some, it might be, um, you know, expanding their social media followings. It might be getting their backlist titles out there, um, that kind of thing. So setting those goals on the front end really helps us in creating a campaign going forward. Um, and so when we do create a campaign, so to speak, um, like I said, we read the book, uh, we develop um, outlets that we'll reach out to, media lists. Um, traditional publishing houses have media lists as well. They're typically um, national outlets, you know, newspapers, um, large online uh, websites, that kind of thing, um, which we do some of that as well. But we also really kind of hone in and target uh, what bloggers are do we think are going to respond best to this book? What websites do we think are going to cover this book? What, you know, radio or podcasts are, do we think would like to interview an author? Um, And really kind of compiling a a targeted media list, so to speak, that we think will see the best response um, when we pitch. Uh, We also develop press materials um, for most authors. So those press kits that, you know, media folk get sent probably a million a day. <laughs> um, we develop mm-hmm. those as well. Um, and again, reading the book on the front end of things, really knowing an author, that helps developing, you know, media lists and press materials. The more you know about a subject, I think the easier it is to write about it. And that's it's the same thing with press materials and about an author. The more you're knowledgeable you are, on an author's book, the better you can sell it, so to speak. Um, right. So we do that. We um, we pitch, obviously. You know, I spend a lot of time reaching out to bloggers and social media influencers and newspapers and TV shows and all that kind of stuff, um, trying to get, you know, a certain author and their book out there. A lot of following up and following up and following up without being a nuisance. Um, I think it's a fine line in our industry. Um, and I can say that having worked in journalism in the past, I know, <laughs> I know what it feels like to get uh, those follow-up emails. <laughs> so I always try and yeah. be a little cognizant of that. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Um, well, you 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 were in the other end of the business because you were um, a former newspaper copy editor and page designer. You used to be on the receiving end of numerous press releases mm-hmm. and pitches, and you know how to capture the attention of journalists and news staff. Um, so I think also you know you have this passion for design um, that you know creates unique materials. I I think mm-hmm. the thing that is. Um, fascinating to me in my interviewing of publicists, um, it, you were, uh, you know, obviously this is a, a big Valentine, but there's no other way around it to say you were the only agency that read my book. Um, and, uh, you know, even in terms of pitching, um, you know, it makes all the difference in the world when someone's going to take the right. time to at least you know, get through the the essence of it um, so that you can understand it. Uh, there's a couple things that came out of what you just said, um, at least a couple things. And one is the author's goals. Because some mm-hmm. authors, and as you say, and by the way, a backlist means that if, the, if an author has written books previously, um, because backlist books are actually coming to the fore again. People don't really care when this book has come out so much. Um, and, you know, they're reactivating backlists can be meaningful. The other thing mm-hmm. that can be meaningful is that an author can decide that they would just like to elevate their presence. Um, they'd like to be able mm-hmm. to blog. They'd like to be able to create a YouTube channel. They'd like to be able to um, have another kind of presence. I mean, it's clear to me since my initial interview with Voice America is what led to this show, um, it's clear to me that there are many paths that can emanate from that original contact that Books Forward made with a media source. So, um, you know, author goals really become a driver, right? Because, you know, as you Mm -hmm. say, bestseller list is one set of author goals. Um, How do you work with evolving author goals? I mean, how do they evolve sometimes through the process? Right. So, yeah, it, it, it depends, you know, to have a lot of factors, obviously. An author who has multiple titles out, their goals are obviously going to be different than a debut author, so to speak. Um, you know, we work with a lot of debut authors, and I think really kind of our goal for them in general is to get that presence out there, you know, get, and it's not just about book sales, it is about their their brand and their following, getting them out there and getting them that, that kind of following so that when they do publish subsequent titles, they have that following already invested um, in their work and that kind of thing. Um, and so it does change you know, as authors write. Some authors need focus, need help focusing on uh, maybe their audience, so to speak. You know, I've worked with a few authors that have switched genres or, you know, have gone from writing adult to YA. And so focusing on how to uh, target that new audience. Um, so, yeah, it, it depends where you are in your author journey, so to speak. But kind of like writing, your author brand is never fully developed. <laughs> you know, if you are an mm-hmm. author, if you're a writer, I think you're you're always looking to write something new, right? 
and it's very similar to your your brand as an author, so to speak. It's it's always developing. Um, it's it's never finished. Um, so <laughs> I think that I hope that answers your question, but <laughs> it does. Um, the other thing, Jen, is. Um, you know, it's a lot, you, you can tell that it, you know, it's a long-term process. So you've got to really like the people that you're working with. It's always fun for <laughs> yeah. me to interact with people from books forward all, all across the page, including social media. You have a, a social media designer, Brittany Canal, that I work with. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, each month, for example, I receive a report on my social media following. We've seen it incrementally increase throughout this time that we've worked together. So I want authors to understand that the next time you write a book or um, even want to publish a story, if you can say to a potential publisher or an outlet, I've now got a a social media following of XYZ, Um, it's bigger than it would have been if I was a DIY um, trying to get uh, a manuscript out there. It's really important mm-hmm. for people, I think, to understand how all these platelets kind of interact with one another, that building your social media makes you that much more eligible to be published uh, by a traditional publishing house and to, mm-hmm. again, um, enter the marketplace with new work. So I think that, that that's huge. Um, we just have a couple of minutes until the break. I, I want people to understand at what point they should be contacting a publicist. You talk about circulating the manuscript so that a review gets um, written up and is published. That would be Kirkus, Goodreads, lots of different platforms. Mm-hmm. At what point do you encourage authors to make contact with a publicist uh, in the process? Um, I'd say, honestly, if you have a manuscript that's been edited a couple times, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the final manuscript by any means, but if you have a manuscript, um, if you have any sort of publisher where a date is, a a pub date is kind of already set, then you already have enough to, you know, reach out and say, I'm looking for a publicist. This is probably when my book is going to be published. I have a completed manuscript. Um, because truly, like, that's all it, That's all you need to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, like I said, we read the manuscript on the front end, and depending when a pub date is, that will determine timelines and whatnot. I, I think we typically like to run campaigns at least four to five months out from a pub date, and so push that back even two to three months for initial contact and planning and campaign setting up. So honestly, nine months mm-hmm. to a year isn't, um, you know, isn't out of the ordinary. Right. And there are, you know, there are lots of um, slow ups, speed ups uh, that, that, that happen. I think it mm-hmm. was easily six months before um, a publishing date. So I published in June of 2019. It was easily six months before that we started working with one another. And that was a mm-hmm. revelation to me. Uh, I didn't know that so much advanced work would need to happen. And I think many first-time authors like me don't, don't realize that something called an advanced reader copy gets an mm-hmm. arc. It's it gets circulated among editors. It gets circulated among um, outlets, media outlets, newspapers, magazines, and um, to reviewers. And it's tremendous 
a feeling of support. You write in almost total isolation. You edit with mm-hmm. maybe one other person. And then suddenly there's this groundswell of support beneath you that's <laughs> saying, here's how we get it out to the world. It's almost like a birthing process, really very um, <laughs> helpful to an author that is used to sitting at their laptop wondering if anyone's going to read this. Um, we have to pause for a commercial break, but when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Jen Vance, who works with Books Forward, a publicist, uh, and a company that um, also helps, I think, develop the themes that an author sitting there outside, you know, listening to this might say, I've got a manuscript. I'm not sure what it's about. I'm not sure what media outlets might be interested in it. And I even need help getting there. What's going to go on the cover, on the back cover description of the book? This is also, I think, a little understood aspect of publicists working to help an author really understand what it is they've written and how it can come out in the world. Don't go away. We'll be right back on Dropping In. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. She Writes Press is an independent publishing company founded for women writers everywhere. Together with sister company Spark Press, serving men and women, it is both mission-driven and community-oriented. The aim is to serve writers who wish to maintain greater ownership and control of their projects while getting the highest quality editorial help possible, traditional distribution, and an in-house marketing and publicity team. In 2019, She Writes Press was named Indie Publisher of the Year. You can find out more on SheWritesPress.com. Books Forward exemplifies excellence in book marketing and promotion, representing New York Times bestsellers national award-winning books, and books that catch fire on social media and in the digital realm. Books Forward creates ambitious campaigns with unlimited possibilities for sparking buzz while creatively cutting through the noise. Your book deserves to launch with experts who have set the bar in the industry. To learn more, visit booksforward.com or send us an email at info at booksforward.com. A JKS Communications Company. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Dropping In with Diane Dewey. We'd love to hear from you if you have a question or comment about the show. Send us an email to diane at dianedewey.com. That's diane at dianedewey.com. Now, back to Dropping In. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Jen Vance, and we're talking about publicity and how it's indispensable in a world where so many titles are being published. Self-publishing has expanded the field radically, and also hybrid publishing, new forms of publishing, even podcast publishing. As one of my author friends, Liz Whitehurst, has published her book as a podcast, then it attracted so many downloads that she was approached and or published through a traditional publishing house. And now she's working with you at Books Forward. Julie Magoo, yeah. another author, she writes press author, 
um, which is my publisher as well. It's a hybrid publisher. Julie has become really an advocate for adoptees. In her book, Twice the Daughter, became, I think, a very successful book with your help at Books Forward. She's a beautiful social media presence. And Julie has become an advocate who is campaigning for important rights, uh, removing the barriers of secrecy. This goes back to author goals that we talked about, how they're different with each person. Uh, I wanted to touch on what we talked about, you know, going into the break. Now you're sitting there with a manuscript, Jen. You've, you've got an editor. You've got, um, you know, it's, it's polished. Um, you know, we think there's a publisher interested or there's a couple ideas about that. It's six to nine months away from the, the publisher's expected update. Um, and then we want to already talk to a publicist. One of the things that I think really is a surprise, especially to a first-time author, because we've written up now a summary in order to attract a publisher, you know, you make a book proposal, you've done comparative analysis on your titles, it's like this book. You think your book is about one thing, and maybe it turns out to be another thing. Um, the publicist can draw out themes that the, even the author isn't aware of. Um, I find, for example, um, you know, my memoir, it, it's also an adoption reunion story. It's ended up being much more prevalent in the self-help inspiration categories um, than I ever would have imagined. And you mm-hmm. all kind of sussed that out. How does that, how does that work, that dynamic of understanding what a book might be about if even the author and the publisher haven't even arrived at that idea yet. Right. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to what we previously talked about, about how many books are published, you know, every day, every year. Um, I I think, you know, just looking at you and Julie McGee's book, I think it's it's easy to say, these are books about adoption, you know, just a kind of a blanket statement. But when you get into the nitty-gritty, your books are very different. Your messages are very different. Um, and so as a publicist, it's, it's kind of our job to go in and say, well, this is how this book on adoption is different from every single book on adoption out there. So for Julie's, for instance, working with it, she really delved into the, the process of finding her birth parents, how many agencies you know, she had to go through how many resources she used to find um, that information. And I, that's what really stood out to me about her book is it's not just a story about, you know, finding your birth parents, right? It's, it's a story about all the little steps it took, all the obstacles, all the departments and organizations that you have to go through, which I hadn't seen before. Um, and a book. And so that's what really stood out to me. And I think it's what really made her story stand out to readers um, is, you know, not to say hoops to jump through or whatever, but, you know, how many hoops she jumped through mm-hmm. um, on her journey. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's taking that broad category, so to speak, and then saying, well, this is why this author is different. This is why this book is different. You know, I work last year on a middle grade sci-fi book, cute adventure space story. Um, Undoubtedly there are, you know, 
cute adventure space books out there for kids. Um, but the author told me, and it was kind of a, just a throwaway line in a conversation about how, you know, he was dyslexic and he really wanted to write a book that, you know, children with um, reading disabilities or educational disabilities could could read and could hone in on it. And I was like, that's, that's your like main thing right there, you know, is that's what we want to key in on. There are lots of cute sci-fi space books out there, but this one was written with intent and a very specific intent. And so how do we tell your audience about this intent and what outlets do we find to further that message, you know? So in addition to, you know, middle grade readers, sci-fi readers, we talk to a lot of, you know, radio, podcasts, website outlets about dyslexia and about how making books accessible for children um, with dyslexia, which again is something that I, you know, I don't think you would kind of think of off the top of your head, especially as an author, you get really deep into your own book. It's hard to come up, you know, to the surface and get a bigger picture um, when you've been working on something so long and if something is such a part of your life, you know? Um, Absolutely. So those are, yeah, those are just kind of a couple examples of really taking that broader category and saying, this is why this author is different. This is why this book is different. And this is why you should read this book because it's not just the same as every other, you know, genre book out there. I think the important thing there is, for authors that are sitting there saying, oh, I've got a story, you know, it's about my divorce or it's about losing my husband or it's about losing my child, but there's so many books out there and my story, you know, will just get lost. Point being, if you have someone like Jen working with you on your team, you, Jen, are, are really looking for the personal angle, the, the thing that mm-hmm. is differentiating. And I, 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 you couldn't have put it better, really. Um, Julie's book, I always say Julie Magoo's book is the best book on adoption reunion that you can read, maybe on adoption period, um, because she really is so um, factual. And it's no wonder mm-hmm. that she became an advocate as a result of all the hoops that she jumped through. It is a certain kind of guide, though. And, you know, you picking up on the nuance of what's different about different stories within a given genre or even a very specific subject, um, coming of age, or, you know, uh, right now we have, we have young adult fiction really going through the roof as a genre. But what differentiates JL's books, you know, um, Wings of Ebony and Ashes of Gold, I, I think those, now you're really talking about finding the twist, how that book mm-hmm. is going to connect with communities out there like dyslexic people or like people of color. And I think when you're identifying those new uh, passages of demographics that might have been an oversight, um, that's really a specialty of your, uh, I think, of your marketing skills. And, I mean, how do you stay attuned to, I mean, yourself, um, how do you stay attuned to, you know, waves in the zeitgeist? And in order to be able to be a better partner, um, what, what ways do you stay 
stay abreast and, and keep yourselves with the ear to the ground. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of a lot of being on the internet, <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. it really is. It's a lot of staying up to date on trends, and, and not just trends of of what's being published, but who's being published. You know, what do book covers look like? What do acknowledgement sections look like and dedication sections look like? You know, what are there's a lot of little things that people don't realize. You know, social media trends, all that kind of stuff. It's it's being online a lot, um, which I can already feel some authors pulling back from because I know that feeling um, of wanting to disconnect. But it is staying on top of trends like that. And I think it's also, and I think we're very good at, at this at Books Forward, of diversifying what books we are looking at. So I'm not only working with nonfiction books. I think if I were, it would be very easy to fall into a pattern and it would start to get harder to see the nuances of each book and each author. Um, so I, I think it is a con- working with different genres really helps working with different age groups really helps. It keeps your brain fresh um, to constantly be on the lookout uh, for those nuances. Um, and it requires you to kind of stay on top of all those trends at a time. And so instead of, especially because trends can transfer, right? It's like something that uh, works for nonfiction can just as easily work for fiction if you have the right book and the right author, right? The right, the right angle or the right cover, they are transferable whether people think about it or not. So having that breadth of knowledge overall and staying on top of those trends can help, you know, no matter what genre you're working with. Well, it's a big surprise, I think, to a lot of writers out there uh, who have have this manuscript on their hard drive. I actually wish now that I'd started working with you earlier, because when I think about this, you know, it's just a big surprise to think that, you know, the message of your book, the messaging, it 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 go it gets very granular, right? It's about mm-hmm. the cover. It's about the back cover paragraph. I, I think she writes did a great job with mine and I'm not sorry at all. But you know, it it there's a lot that I could have been um you know assisted with. And I think for for uh writers out there, potential writers, potential authors, to think that you could partner with a publicist because really everything, the design of your book, um the shaping of your book, even the structuring of your book can have an impact on the way the message is read and felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's never really too early as a result then to, to get on board with a publicist who understands trends and covers images, who understands mm-hmm. trends even in the language of, you know, writing your synopsis or, you know, looking for blurbs. Let's, let's touch on that for a moment. Endorsements, Jen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, industry endorsements, endorsements from other authors, you're connecting people all the time, right, to mm-hmm. um, appreciate and acknowledge this book that's coming out. Right. Yeah, I think, and She Writes actually does really well at this. I think, you know, you and Julie can attest to having a family of authors or, you know, a publicity firm just having more connections is never usually a bad thing, right? Having a wide network, you know, can only help. It's, sometimes we, 
you know, have an author come in, maybe with like a very niche topic, right? But, you know, maybe two years ago, we worked on a, a similar book. And so we can say, oh, well, we worked on a similar book. Like, let's connect you with this author. Like, let's, you know, see if maybe they can give you a blurb. Or maybe they know someone else who will want to read this book and give you a blurb. Or maybe they can give you advice, you know, from their experience two years ago that will help you now, you know, some do's and some don'ts. Um, so it is being a part of that, that family, so to speak, and uh, creating that bigger network, it really only helps. Um, and, you know, I think I can probably speak for everyone that I work with, but, you know, we, we work with authors and books that we are passionate about and that we care about. And it makes it so much easier to, to reach out to someone and say, this is a book you should read when, as a publicist, I truly believe that. You know, this is a book you should read. This is a book you should blurb because this is a book I care about, right? It's interesting. I mean, I think that passion, you can't quantify it. It's something mm-hmm. that uh, creates a resonance, an intensity, um, not in an off-putting way, but just a conviction about what mm-hmm. you're promoting. So a blurb is when Cheryl Strayed, who wrote Wild and had it turned into a movie with Reese Witherspoon, writes on the front cover of your memoir, you've got to read this book. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's something where those of us that you know spend our time writing just have no concept about how these connections are made unless we've gone to a writer's conference and we've met Cheryl Strayed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think really what you're doing, Jen, is connecting and bringing access uh, to authors mm-hmm. to these resources that they wouldn't, we wouldn't ordinarily have access to. And that's an amazing, um, that's an amazing kind of service. So, before we go off on cloud nine completely, let's talk yeah. about budgets. <laughs> <They're> completely <laughs> deflating. Uh, no, but you know, we, we, we do, people need to know, um, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I think there's a lot of flexibility in that, but what could you address the, the, that uppermost question in many people's minds? Can I afford to have a publicist? Can I afford not to have a publicist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I will say, I think most authors know this, that writing a book is one thing and publishing a book is another, and it is an expensive process. Even even if you're not using a publicist, you know, just, you know, designing a book and, and getting it published and advertising it, it is an expensive process that I think many people don't realize until they get in the thick of it. Um, I know we... And that's one of the reasons we talk with authors on the front end, you know, in addition to analyzing their goals, is analyzing, you know, what is your budget? What is realistic? You know, what can we do at that budget that will accomplish these goals? Um, and so everyone is different, obviously. And, you know, I, I think I, <laughs> I'll kind of back out of it and say I thankfully don't have to work on that end of things most often. I'd say it's realistic to plan you know, anywhere between five and 10,000 for publicity mm-hmm. and advertising. Um, obviously, timelines are, you know, dependent on your pub day or how long, you know, how early you read out to a firm, that kind of thing. 
Um, but I'd say that's probably, you know, a realistic amount on the lower end. And of course, if you have an endless, <laughs> if you have an endless supply of money that I think we all wish we had, you can do a lot more. Um, but I would say probably between five and 10,000 is, you know, maybe about the average for just a general campaign. And I think that would probably be across the board, you know, no matter what firm you go to. Okay. So fair enough. And that, that five or 10,000 is really in line with everything that we've heard from, uh, you know, publishers and, and agents that we've talked to before mm-hmm. on dropping in. And I think that, you know, people do need to understand that's broken up, can be broken up in monthly increments. It can be broken up in a variety mm-hmm. of ways, depending on, you know, your capabilities. Um, and, but, you know, the question becomes, can you really put a price tag on the rise in visibility that an author client would experience. It opens up pathways, we've said this, to becoming um, a radio show host, to becoming, um, you know, to becoming an advocate, to becoming what you're meant to do here on this earth. And I think that there is really something unquantifiable about that. We uh, have just a minute or so uh, before the close, which is really incredible how the time flies, this access that you're granting, Jen, it's invaluable. In the tiny minute that we have left, let's let people know how they can reach you and how they can check in with you through the booksforward.com site. Definitely, yes, yes. So you can reach us at booksforward.com. Um, if you are an author who has a manuscript, um, we have a contact page. It's booksforward.com slash contact where you can, you know, submit your manuscript to us and someone on the front end of things, it, We'll reach out and touch base with you and set up, you know, time to chat, like I mentioned earlier. Um, you can reach me, uh, Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, at booksforward.com. Um, I don't always have the answers, but I can usually find someone on the team who does. So that's the great thing about um, having such a great group of people to work with. That's true. It it really is a great group of people. And the author is part of the team. Let's not forget about local bookstores. Let's not forget about local appearances and being able to be present in our community and, and working close in. I really want to thank you, Jen Vance. You've helped guide many a writer and demystified this process. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Diane. It was such a joy. Great. Need to us too. Thanks to our engineers, Matt Widener, Aaron Keller, and to our executive producer and station manager, Robert Cialino. Most of all, to you, our listeners, remember to stay safe and connect with your audience. Till next week, thank you for dropping in. Thank you so much for dropping in. Please join Diane Dewey again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you then.